Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show Radio to Open the Heart, Heal the Soul, and Awaken the Consciousness. Good morning, Mr. Benny Mathers. Howdy doodly. Hello. Let me turn my camera on. There we go, everybody, so you can see me. Uh. <laughs> It's good to see you. I've I've been off and you've been off and we've been going back and forth. And yeah, kind of like uh, ships in the night a little bit. But I mean, we still bit. yeah, but yeah. we still got our bearings, so to speak. We're, yeah. we're still we're still navigating. Okay, we're still navigating. Mm -hmm. This morning it's really foggy here in Seattle. I was thinking when you said the ships, I was like, the, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> you're on it, ding, the foghorn. <laughs> My mom always said I was good at sound effects, so I'll do it. You are really good at it. I'm just thinking, you know, what if we all went around walking down the street making the... <laughs> well, there's a Never lot mind. to be said if we were doing that. They wouldn't think Seattle would be Whoa. the coldest city to be in if we had those sound effects going on. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I hope everybody out there, I hope life is good. I cannot believe we are... Wow, what three fourths of the way through the year, three fourths of the way through the month of September, and um, school is back. Yeah. And, oh, you know, all of a sudden, it seems like overnight it has become a little chilly here and the leaves are changing color. And I think specifically in the Pacific Northwest, and I know a lot of you could agree with me on this one, like within a couple days, it felt like summer, bye, close the door, bang. And then, hello, <laughs> fall, welcome. Like, it was that fast, literally. And you could smell it. You know, you could smell the change. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because I do a lot of sessions, you know, I do mm -hmm. a lot of appointments. And so, uh, and and some of them are on Zoom and some in person. But one of my clients yesterday was like, I have my first pumpkin spice latte. And I was like, oh, my God. No. <laughs> you know what that deserves? A new sound effect. <laughs> That's all for the pumpkin spice latte people. Pumpkin spice Thank latte you people much. unite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's the people over there against it. I'm not even going to get into it, but <laughs> we can get him on board. Yeah, we can get him on board. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Benny. I'm enjoying that. Good. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I hope it's not too much uh, jolly, jolly energy first thing in the morning. And and uh, yeah, and thank you for listening to the show. I have a great guest today. It's one of my favorite subjects. We're going to get into it. But uh, before I get there, uh, I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for, goodness, 28 years. Anyway, I've got some great things coming up the day after tomorrow, Saturday, September 23rd is my monthly class, Temple of the Divine Feminine. You can join that class in person or via Zoom. So we've got a little bit of both going on. Also, um, you can sign up for everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. Uh, be aware of the fact that I've been having a little um, challenges with my website, but you can go to reikioasis.com. It will take you straight to the scheduler. And uh, always just, you know, connect with me if you have questions. I do have a Reiki 2 class coming up Saturday, October 14th for those people that have taken Reiki 1. And this is my last call for Egypt. I am taking a group of sacred travelers to Egypt November 1st through the 14th. I think we've got about 12 people going. 
Uh, I do have room for one Just 12? or two more. Just 12? Mm-hmm. We need to Just send it 12. out. I know. <laughs> we need more. We need more people. <laughs> well, this is this is your top shelf trip, right? This of course is a it very, is. Very special trip. Yeah, we have our own private yacht mm. right yes we do uh-huh and we're going to go to all the temples we're going to do sacred work it's going to be really really great so it is the last call if you want to go send an email to reikioasis at gmail.com let me know right away and uh, we'll be able to did you say you last there, call so. <laughs> that's what i thought you said okay great good to know all right there we go mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure I can continue the show. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so, is exactly what I needed. It's actually actually making me cry. I'm laughing so hard. Thank you. I love that. Um, you know, there's this a funny little, I don't know if it's on um TikTok or Instagram, and it it shows these band, these guys playing band instruments, and people are jogging through the park and they hmm. come chasing them playing, you know, theme music from, you know, Rocky or something. <laughs> they're playing their instruments and chasing them down and i would huh. it, it would be really funny if you had theme music everywhere you went or or you know uh, regular yeah. sounds yeah <laughs> and on command too that'd be great <laughs> on command yeah yeah you, you know lots of times people have that in their heads like i've walked into a room and my theme song is playing someday right? that'll you happen know, i know someday that'll yeah happen. yeah yeah it will happen <laughs> anyway uh let's check in with astrology and then yeah. get our our very patient right. guest onto the show. So we did begin the month of September with seven planets retrograde. Blah. Then Venus went direct and then Jupiter went retrograde. Blah. So that was still seven planets retrograde, right? But things are starting to loosen up. On September 14th, we had a new moon in Virgo and Mercury moved direct. So between September 15 through September 30, Venus is square Uranus as Venus is still in its post retrograde shadow shadow it's now aligning with Uranus your attention may turn to issues that were brewing for you in May to July especially around a significant relationship in your life we've had this relationship theme going on alternatively your attention may have turned to issues that were brewing at this time regarding money or your feelings of self-worth. Venus and Uranus combined can create a volatile energy that can challenge what we thought to be true. Secrets may be revealed, or a situation may prove to be rockier than anticipated, and you might feel the desire to do something radical. And while, you know, I'm always going to give people permission to, you know, lead with their heart, um, be a little bit careful about the emotional heart, because if you're doing things from a point of reaction or I'm, you're upset, you know, I'm mad and I'm just going to walk away, um, you know, count to 10 before you do that, because this is kind of a volatile um, uh, combination of planets. Uh, Venus square Uranus can bring sudden changes. So that could be for the good or for the bad. It's not always a bad thing. On September 23rd, which is shortly, like in a couple of days, the autumn equinox arrives along with Libra season. The equinox helps to shift the wheel and push us into a new season. We're being bathed with waves of light codes 
connecting us with the divine feminine and motivating transformation and change on a personal and a planetary level. The equinox represents the time when the veil between dimensions is thin and the energy grid of the planet moves into higher harmony, especially with that Libra balancer. The healing powers of mother nature can be felt with more ease at this time. So spend some time in nature right? Get outside. The September equinox coincides with the sun's movement into the sign of Libra, as I said, and Libra is represented by the scales. And so this is a season to balance in our lives. Libra is also associated with things like beauty. So it is a time when we may feel drawn to beautify our lives in some way. Libra asks us to hold the balance and harmony within ourselves first in order to hold the energies for the earth. And for Gen X people, if you were born between the years of 1971 to 1984, you have Pluto in Libra. And Pluto in Libra is having a south node transiting the Pluto for the next 18 months till the end of 2024. What does that mean? Pluto is our very deep traumas, our complexes, and our fears. The south node is a liberating moksha influence. So this and next year, this year and next year, Generation X is releasing not just current, but past life traumas. So keep breathing. The result is ultimately very freeing, but it can bring unprocessed and irrational pain and fear to the surface. And the only reason that those things happen is so that you can work through it and churn it out. So like, you know, like, I don't know, stirring a pond and bringing the stuff up from the bottom of the pond to the top so that you can clean it off. But be aware that this year and next, you might have deep emotional and extreme reactions to situations that seem a little bit maybe beyond what they should be. A lot of inner work, spiritual, psychological work, and even the work that my guest is going to talk about today can be done. And really, it is the time to do it. So old topics of trauma, which Pluto represents, will be reawakened, depending on what house uh, Pluto is in for you. Um, and the south node wants to weaken and empty its power over us. So just observe, do some work, do some deep things, be gentle with yourself and the people around you, because these influences are affecting all of us. And they are bringing, as I said, personal and planetary changes. So have you found yourself getting lost in endless cycles of negative thinking? How are you doing out there, my listeners? If so, you're not alone. In the recent years, negativity seems to have invaded every aspect of our lives. My guest today, Judy Wilkins-Smith, is excited to offer her expert advice on how to find, identify, and purpose in positivity instead of anchoring ourselves in our traumas. Judy Wilkins-Smith is a highly regarded family patterns, system work, and constellations expert, transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author who is passionate about individual growth, visionary leadership, and positive accelerated global change. She's the founder of Systems Dynamics, for individuals and organizations. She has 
at least 18 years of expertise assisting high-performance individuals, Fortune 500 executives, and legacy families ending limiting cycles and creating lasting breakthroughs and transitions. She's a regular guest on TV news and entertainment shows, and she is the author of a fabulous book called Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. Wow, Judy, welcome to the show. It's so nice to be with you, and I'm glad to say I have not had my first pumpkin spice latte because it's so warm in Texas and you can keep the cool. You can get an iced version. I'm sure that wouldn't be that bad. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. All right. There's always hope. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Judy, for entering into our silliness. You know, up here in Seattle, we are, there's, there's, we fight about the craziest things. (laughs) Coffee. 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 <laughs> I've heard they there is a robust discussion around coffee in Seattle. <laughs> there is a robust discussion. I love how you put that. That was just great. So you have actually uh, been on my show before, Judy. I'm just letting people know they can go back. I uh, sometime last year, and we talked about your book. But I do want to um, uh, have you introduce yourself again to the listening audience and. How did you get into this amazing, interesting work that you do? Oh, in an amazing, interesting way. (laughs) Well, so I moved up to the U.S. My background was medical. My father was killed in a hospital and failed in all of the areas that I'd specialized in. And it was like that was the door that that closed. So then it was write books or go crazy. And I figured writing books was probably a better alternative. and. started doing some of this and then went to to uh, I went after a particular piece of information that led me to this work and the guy said come study the work and I'll help you with a book so I went and studied the work and got zero help with a book just saying but anyway that started me with all of this work and then people said to me well if you could show individuals how to overcome limiting patterns or flip them into really good patterns can you do that for executives? Well, as it as it happens, executives are people too. So yes, you can. And then they said, well, can you do it for companies? And yes, companies have DNA too because companies have individuals. So that's how I got into it. And then sort of full circle moment, somebody said to me, well, of course you can do this. And I said, why? And they said, because it started in South Africa, which I'd not been aware of at the time. And they said, yeah, it started with a Zulu tribe. Well, when I left South Africa and I left the the teaching hospital, the gentleman who gave my farewell speech was a Zulu gentleman. And he said, you may be leaving us, but you'll find a way to represent us in the world. And I went, yeah, yeah. And now I do it every day. (laughs) Oh, that is fascinating. Oh, yeah. So the Zulus did this work. What happened was it wasn't it's that they naturally do it. They they, they know that if there is a tr- if there's trouble with me, I need to look at my ancestors and see what's happening. Now, of course, that's been fleshed out and we have the world of epigenetics and we have studies for epigenetics. Yay. Like the Great Dutch Hunger Winter or the 9-11 studies. And, and so we now know that you inherit your physical DNA. Yes. 
but you very definitely and distinctly inherit your emotional DNA. And there's a reason for that. If it's a limiting pattern, it's asking you to be the change agent. If it's a really good pattern, it's asking you to amplify it. So it's kind of a win-win-win situation. Wow. Um, I actually got goosebumps when you said that. And I, I was thinking to myself, so this, these patterns that emerge, if I could put it that way, are also tied in with your purpose or your destiny? Completely. Or- Completely. So, for example, you have someone who comes in and says, you know, in my family, everybody is miserable. They're all depressed. We've always been depressed. I've been depressed for as long as I've, I can remember. I'm curious, who was first depressed? Well, great-grandmother was depressed. When she got married, she said, it's all over for me. I can't have a career. I can't have a whatever. And all the women became depressed. And then the client often says to me, so I don't know what my purpose is. And I'm like, "Uh, it's sitting right there. For all of the depressed women, you can be the change agent and be the joy. And your purpose is joy. And so you'll see, suddenly they, they get that, oh, okay, that's echoed down to me because if I don't do something, my daughter has to or my granddaughter has to. But if I do, I'm now changing the emotional DNA in the system. And not only do you change it going forward, but suddenly my depressed mother can look very much like my courageous mother or my courageous great-grandmother. And so we're, we're giving history a slightly different turn as well. So it echoes backwards and forwards. Wow. Um, That is such a powerful statement. I'm kind of sitting here. Like I say, I'm familiar with your work, but I'm, I'm a little bit stunned when, when I recognize and you use the word change agent or, okay. So let's see, how do I ask this question? Um, so in in this moment, right, let's say that I've got some sort of, a, oh, I don't know, a lot of people have health issues or money issues. Sure. Let's go money. Money. Yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's go, go money. money. Okay. So somebody comes to me and says to me, you know what, I really, really want to do well with money, but you know money. Well, here's the deal. Since we were born, we've all been taught that money is evil, money is wrong, money is bad, money is cruel, money is dis- all of those. And poor old money sits in the corner going, really? That's the way you're going to see me? Well, my, this client says, I'd really like to do well with money. But uh, my father says, be careful, be careful of money. If you get focused on money, you lose everything else. So I said to him, okay, where did dad get that from? Tell me about grandfather. Well, grandfather was very focused on his career, did not ever want to talk about money at all because money is bad and all it does is make you miserable. And that's a big statement. So I said, okay, what about great-grandfather? Oh, well, he had a whole lot of money and then he gambled all of it away and he ruined the family and there it sits. And we don't talk about him, which wraps it up very nicely because in systemic work, who or what you exclude is going to echo down through the generations until you see them and give them their place. So here sits the client going, you know, it's just, it's bad stuff in the family. No, your purpose is to look at money kindly and to recognize that money is not a commodity. It's a relationship. 
And the way you show up for it is the way it will show up for you. And then also to say, it's not money or love. It's not money or success. It's money and. Money is an and, not an or. And by the way, it really likes to be liked, just like any of us do. It likes to be liked. It will play with you if you play with it. And so the client goes, so I'm not going to get killed if I, if I look at money. No, but you may just change a whole lot of things in your family when you look at money and you're a wise steward and you, you give it its place. And now I have a client who is very wealthy and does a lot of very kind things because he said, and he recognized, you could see money as a commodity or you could see it as spiritual flow. And when he could see it that way, and he could look at his great grandfather and say, I have your DNA of success and the failure I'm going to park with you, if you don't mind, he could move. So why do you think that? Well, you know, I, I probably can answer this, but I'm going to an, ask you the question anyway. What, why do you think that we get so attached to these old stories or these traumas and what are we getting from that, right? Because you're you're explaining this very clearly how we actually can change it. Right. But why do we get attached? Because it allows us to belong in the family system or it allows us to belong in the organizational system. If everybody hates money and I suddenly love money, it's not going to go so well for me. But if I can love money and and acknowledge that it also has a place where people struggle and keep going, and everybody sees that I haven't been smote on the back of it of the head with a piece of two by four because I love it. More people start to migrate in that direction, and they go, "Oh, that's a different way to belong now." Yeah, I'm also thinking <laughs> how how people are attached to their stories about things very much because again, it allows me to belong. And don't forget, we grew up very much with a mindset of yeah. we're poor, we're stupid, we're dumb. We were born into sin. We live in sin and try dying nicely in sin so that you can get seat L34 at the top when you go there. No, not true. This is what we grew up with. So it's become the, the dominant pattern. It's when we start bringing the other pattern in that things become very interesting. Because now you're no longer living ancient history. You're fully present and your inevitable future just changed. Yeah, I was thinking back to, um, you know, the way I was raised and we didn't have a lot of money. I'm, I know my listeners will be able to relate. And there was a certain attitude, don't put on airs, right? Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't be above your station or something yes mm -hmm. heaven forbid you should rise above your station because now you don't mm -hmm. belong in the family we don't do that this way please we this is where your bandwidth is in the family and this is where you stay yeah until you suddenly realize that that's a myth yes yeah even to the extent and and uh god bless my mother you know but she, I remember when I got to where I hired someone to clean my house because I was too busy. And she said, now, Loretta, we don't do those things. <laughs> we, we clean Notice our own house. Right? Uh -huh. yes. yeah. Notice in our family, we don't. Until somebody like Loretta says, uh, well, 
I do. So I do. We will. Yeah. No pain, no gain. Oh, one of my just not yeah. favorites. <laughs> so not favorite. What about, I hear this all the time, no pain, no gain, and we must suffer to transform. Mm -hmm. Really? Have you ever sat and watched the most incredible sunset or yeah. picked up a kitten and gone, you know what, I'll never be the same again, or held your child for the first time and gone, I'll never be the same again. You do not have to suffer your way into transformation. You can bliss it, only we're not taught that. So we're talking multi-generational, emotional DNA. Yep. How does that, I mean, how does that actually get passed on? I, I, I do understand that we're talking about how to, how to shift it. And it, it, this is a whole bunch, but I know you can unravel it. Um, when, by the time this thing gets passed down to me through several generations, let's just say, you know, the money issue, right? Sure. Um, is it watered down when it gets to me? Is it worse when it gets to me? It, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> anytime you exclude something or someone it creates a pattern that expands and repeats because it keeps trying to get your attention so the way that it's created in the first place is you have an event and you'll know this in your life you have an event and the minute you have an event you start the process of thoughts feelings actions so now you're creating this whole neural pathway and you're endorsing it because you're going, see, I told you you were stupid. You should never have done that. I knew, and your body is feeling it. And the minute your brain tells your body a story that the body buys, that's your new truth. You've just cast a spell on yourself and we'll do it all day long. Not only that, you then reinforce it. And because you want everybody to belong, now you're sharing this lovely stuff that you've created. <laughs> oh, that's right. Especially if it's, if it's negative. Yeah, now we can all suffer together. Yes, we found a new way to belong together in the negativity. Hmm. And so it's it's an event creates thoughts, feelings, actions, which then become patterns. Those become mindsets. The mindsets become the truth, only they're not the truth. They're your truth. And you can change them anytime you choose to. But it's got to be the head, the heart, and the gut aligned. And people say, but how do you do that? That's hard. No, it's not. You do it every day. You say, oh, I'm stupid. Your gut squinches and your heart closes and you've just aligned negatively. So you know exactly how to do it. All you've got to do is the inverse where your heart opens because then your, your stomach becomes the inner compass it was meant to be and your creative brain goes, let's go. Catch her while she's awake. Quickly, quickly, let's create. You know, I'm thinking when you're talking about yeah, personal, right? Like, so many of us right now probably have this, these, this emotional DNA, you know, multi-generational, probably really activated because perhaps we are the ones here to be the change agents or to carry forward. But I'm also thinking about the last few years and how it was has really collectively, planetarily really built things up. Like when when the lockdowns, you know, began a few years ago, all of my clients that had phobias or fears, I mean, like everything has been activated and pulled to the front. And I've kind of watched the long-term range of that over the last few years. And I don't know if you can talk to that and, or not, but it, it, it occurs to me that we're on the edge of 
really being change agents in a big way? We're on the edge if we choose. Okay. Yeah, of being change agents in either a negative way or a positive way. If we go positive, we're going to, we will discover that we are a lot more limitless than we supposed we were. We'll finally own up to the truth that we are the ones who are casting self spells and spells around us. And people always say to me, there's no such thing as spells. Oh yeah. You wait until somebody says, and they say, words are not that important. Walk into a doctor's office and the doctor says, you're dying. Two words. And tell me what happens to you because your head goes yes and your heart goes yes and everything goes whoop. and you know that you've just aligned in a way you did not want to now walk into the doctor's office and the doctor says you're in remission three words and suddenly you go i'm living who told you both of those you did we are incredibly powerful with our words and minds. And so, yes, we're at, the, we're at the cutting edge of if we choose and we choose our higher selves and we start choosing. I saw a beautiful T-shirt the other day that said, in a world where you can be anything you want, be kind. If we start doing some of that, you know, all of this anger and the division and the polarity is not going to be necessary. We will actually recognize that there is room for everybody's dream yes. and we'll start actualizing that and we will not have the same planet. If we go the other way, it's not going to be pleasant. Very well said. So we're going to take a little station break. Uh, this is Loretta Brown. I, I love my guest today, Judy Wilkins-Smith, and her beautiful book, Decoding Your Emotional blueprint a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational multi-generational patterns yeah yeah you should just go and get it right now and and check out judy wilkins smith but we're going to take a little break a station break don't go away we'll be right back energy is powerful it's all around us mysterious full of potential Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Everyone has a community. A neighborhood, school, kids' teams, where you worship, work, work out, or any other place or group where you choose to belong. Communities can provide support when you need it, and even when you don't know you do. Like when it comes to preventing underage drinking and other substance use, community members can be your eyes and ears when you're not with your kids and alert you to signs of potential problems. Alternative Talk 1150 is your sports organization's safe bet when it comes to airing your team's games. Our players are all seasoned professionals when it comes to sports programming. Imagine your games being heard on local radio. Your team deserves the MVP treatment. Call 425-653-1150 today to learn how affordable and fun it is to broadcast your games on the radio. Call 425-653-1150 and make your next season something special. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. 
with my guest today, Judy Wilkins-Smith. I want to remind you that these shows are archived. You can download them for free, listen to them over and over, take notes, all that kind of good stuff. The They're archived at KKNW 1150 AM archives for the original Loretta Brown show. And of course, we're on iTunes, Podcast One, Megaphone, Twitter, um, YouTube. I know I've left something out. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We're on, ev we're everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We're easy to find. We're everywhere. I had a guest. I had everywhere. a guest one time, and she interrupted. And she says, "Loretta is everywhere." <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how it is. We are having such a great discussion. Uh, Judy's book, "Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint," and this idea of, of emotional DNA being passed through the multi generational. I'm fascinated by this work. Um, I'd like you to talk a little bit because during the break, we were talking about constellations. So can you talk about what is the constellation? What does that have to do with uh, family systems and so forth? Okay, so systemic work and constellations go together. So systemic work is the study of you within the entire system. It how you've been affected by what and what your purpose is. Constellations is the 3D breakthrough approach that that we use where we use parts of the issue that you bring. What are all the parts of that issue? We ask you to set them up for us in 3D using live representatives, because now when you set them up, you can actually see what's happening. So perhaps we have the money issue and we've got mom, dad, sibling, you, grandfather. And I say, okay, give me a picture of what that's like. Well, and, and money. So we put money in the middle and all of a sudden, you'll see them placing the representative's dad's right close to it. Mom's standing over there. You've got your back to it. And, and I start to ask questions like, okay, so you've got your back to money. Yep. Don't want to look. Don't want to look. What's that about? And by asking those questions, you're not only seeing it, you're hearing it, you're touching it, you're walking in it. And so your brain starts to rewire in the moment. So does your body which is what we do when we have those aha moments. And so when people come to a live event, they have lots of aha moments. In fact, if I'm working with you, the chances are all the other attendees are going to say, was that really about me? Because it's going to hit them at their level too. And so because you're, that's happening, you're having an embodied experience and it's very quick and the download is very quick and you have that rewiring of the head, heart, gut. So I'm going to feed feed this back for people listening. So at a live event, you actually bring people up to represent mom or dad or Aunt Mildred Absolutely. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And these people are not those people and they don't know those people. They don't. But here's the thing. And here's what we've <laughs> never been taught. Right. And, and it's an amazing thing. So two things. We're making the invisible visible. Yes. And the unconscious becomes conscious. But there's another one and people go, this is not possible until they represent and they suddenly take on the feelings or the thoughts of the one they're representing and they go, how? It's simple. It's simple. If you've watched AGT, if you've watched um, The Voice, if you've watched any of those, you know the times where you see somebody do something incredible and you watch them sink into their space and you get goosebumps? Yes. You're sensing into their system. We do that every single day, but we've not been taught that that's what we're doing. So now you're doing it and we're pointing out to you that you're doing it. And people go, whoa, how? 
That's yeah. how. It's the mirror neurons that are firing and we're very, very well able to use them. Yeah, I am, like I said, I am fascinated with this work. Uh, you know, I mean, I we could go to the quantum level. We could just talk about the fact that that if I said the family of man is a is a is a is a constellation, <laughs> right? You you also said something earlier in the show, and I really want to bring this back out. So if there is something that is uh, excluded, right? That yes. thing you don't want to look at, like I won't look at the money. We won't look at the money or we won't talk about. So that becomes louder, if I could say. or Louder and louder. So so you okay. have, um, you. I'm trying to think of a really good one. So you, you have a, a girl who says, you know what? Uh, I'm trapped. I can't get ahead with life. I'm never going to get married because then, then it's going to be even worse. And I go, what? What's the trap? Grandmother like we said, gets married, says it's all over for me, I'm trapped. And I'm trapped becomes a core sentence yeah. that keeps floating down to you. And now all of a sudden, you meet this gorgeous guy and you love him and you go, uh-oh, trouble ahead in paradise because I know what that means, go away. And then you come to me and you say, I don't know why I can't have relationships. That's why you can't have relationships. So it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because it's going, hey, who are we not talking about? We're not talking about grandmother and the fact that she felt trapped. We don't talk about that stuff. Or yeah. we, ex yeah, we exclude something in the family. You know what? There was a child who died or a child who drowned. We don't talk about that. And suddenly we have people popping up in the system who are half dead. They don't live a full life because they're unconsciously loyal to the one who drowned that nobody will speak about unconsciously loyal that is powerful right there so we remain loyal to these i'm going to say unhealthy multi-generational emotional things right we and healthy ones and healthy and, ones and healthy see, ones that's a good point yeah in our family we are all doctors in our family we are all wealthy in our family we are all there are very very good strong ones the magic is in amplifying the strong ones and in flipping or reframing the limiting ones. A limiting one is only limiting because it's outlived its use, its original use. What was first a solution has become a problem. So for, for the curious listeners, such as myself, <laughs> um, I'm right in there. When we begin, well, maybe I should say, how do we recognize these patterns? And, and maybe they're obvious. And then once we've recognized what what are the steps how do we how do we get out of this position in the okay. constellation yeah so the first way to recognize that there are a number of places you can go and look where you're dogmatic annoyed negative limited fighting um absolutely stubborn probably the same as dogmatic <laughs> if you have those areas or something that really makes you so sad and you wish it were different you're actually sitting with problem and solution in your hands so when you when you've got something that's really you're stuck with or it's tweaking you you go and you write down all your thoughts about it without censoring them because the words that you choose will be unique to your system what are my thoughts what are my feelings what are my actions and when you've written all of those down then you go 
okay. But you know, I really wish. Good. Write down your thoughts, feelings, and actions around the deep, deep desire. Because the one is the pattern trying to stop, and the other one is the pattern trying to start. But here's, here's the important piece. Your piece trying to start, in other words, what you wish, what you want, has to be stronger and more exciting than what's got you stuck at the moment. Because if it's not big enough and it's not more exciting, you're just going to sit. But if you make it so enticing that you can't resist yourself, it'll pull you past all of the old excuses and into your purpose. My goodness, um, that can be used for all kinds of things like, yeah, any kind of resistance or stubbornness or inability to quote unquote succeed. Or I was thinking about even weight loss. Everybody in my family is heavy, these sorts of comments. Um, yeah. So oh, you have, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. You have, you have stuck. And then you've got to have enticing. First, you've got to acknowledge, yes, I'm stuck. Because if you don't acknowledge it, you can't move. So this is where I am. I'm scared. I'm frightened. I'm angry. I'm sad. Boom. And then write all of those down. Then you've got to look and say, that's what I really want. This is what I really want. You know what? I'm invested in it. I'm committed to it. Not that it can't be a drag. It's got to be an adventure. If it's a drag, you won't do it. If it's an adventure, absolutely you will do it. So for me, when I moved here, it was we came over with nothing when we moved here. Nothing. Because you weren't allowed to take your money out. And I'd been to Disney. And Disney, for anybody who knows me, they know that Disney is my number one favorite thing in the, the world. And I looked at all of these people coming out of these resorts. And I thought I, I actually said to my kids one day, we're going to go to the, to the Swan and Dolphin, but I want timeshare at the beach club. And so what I did was I took a, a, an envelope and I marked it beach club. And every time something unexpected or extra came in, it went in there. I never looked at how much it was, just went in there. So, and, and people would laugh at me. They said, and they would say, it's expensive. And I would say, I want it. I really want it. Why do you want it? I want to be able to bring my family over. I want us to stand in the magic and say we did it. And I want us to have the best time. My, fast forward about five, six years, my brother's coming over and I said, I will help pay for the accommodation. And I went to my envelope and normally you don't borrow from your envelope, but I went to have a look and there was enough money for a deposit on the timeshare. So I bought the timeshare and I will tell you, I walked into there. The, when I walked out of there with my family, I knew something had shifted. Yeah, I'd yeah. made something. I'd co-created a dream come true. And if you've done it once, you do not want to go backwards. You will do it again and again. But I was very committed to it. Didn't matter the ups and downs. In it went. I love that. <laughs> In, in this idea of the constellation and the systems, so I'm going to backtrack and then you're going to sure. do what you do with it, right? Because <laughs> you're the expert. I'm going to do what I do. Yeah, you're going to do what you do. Um, so let's say that I have discovered that I am coming from this thing with money 
and then I, I, so I recognize the, whatever it is that has been excluded or I've not looked at, right? So I'm going to begin to include that. And in your illustration, and maybe I'm too liberal here in what I'm doing with my example, you're taking this idea. I want that. I want that timeshare. Disney, it's this. Mm-hmm. I'm pu- And so I'm shifting where I am at. And, and by doing that, here's my question. You're probably already there. So I have... Uh, I have not excluded this issue. I have positioned it somewhere else. You've given it its place. I've given it its place. That's it. Everything belongs. And when you've given it its place, Ah, you also look at it and go, what have I learned from you? Thank you for getting me this far. Because of you, I have generations before me who've made it. I've got to do it differently. I'm going to use you as wisdom. Yes. But now I have to do it differently. And then there's no inner conflict with that at all. You've right. given it its place. It belongs. And now you can move to what you want. And by the way, pro tip, money loves having a place to go. If it doesn't know where to go, it goes, oh, well, out the door, into the cigarettes. There's the magazines. Mm-mm. But when you give it a definite place to go to, oh, it likes that. Yes. Yeah, give it a bit. Don't let. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let it go out the door. No, That's and very well never, said. Yeah. Sorry, so, it's never love or money. It is love and money. Always an and. Money is an and. So we can take these emotional DNA. I mean, in in your example, you are taking this wish, right? And you are expanding it. You're growing it. You are placing it you're actually yes you're giving it a place too now but what what people don't always understand is um and that's why you'll hear people you'll hear the 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 teachers say you've got to feel it you've got to visualize it why because what they don't teach you is we know that we create memories but nobody teaches us, us that you also create future memories And future memories are what pull you towards what you want. So the minute you start having that feeling of, oh, I've got the purse or I've got the timeshare or I'm healthy or I have a beautiful relationship and you, you kind of can feel it in your body, you're creating the future memory and it tells you where to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I love this. Um, I, like, where do I go with my questions? This can be done individually. You have, I think, on your website or maybe on your uh, YouTube channel, you actually have meditations. You have th- you have help for people. I do. Mm-hmm. So what is available for them? Like, I, I know there are people listening that are fascinated as I am, and they're like, where do I start? What do I do? Okay, so... First of all, the book, the book is super helpful. I wrote it so that everybody could start literally transforming their lives. That is the purpose of the book, for you to transform your life from what you think you've gotten to what you can have. So there, there are the books. Then there are the two meditations, the meditation of the mother and the meditation of the father. And each one gives you the opportunity to go all the way back and then walk all the way forward, changing the pattern and into your own future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they can also hear it on, on audio. 
and I'm doing live events. And this year, well, the, the remaining one this year is the Money DNA one at Disney World. And when people do the Money DNA event, they walk out and they usually will come back and say, everything shifted. I have a lot of now seven-figure people because they shifted their Money DNA. I love that. During the break, I was asking, you actually work with corporations. Mm -hmm. I do. And, I do. And groups of people. And can you talk a little bit about that? Like, yeah, the emotional DNA of a company? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if yeah, you yeah. look at a company, uh, what you want to understand is its big why. Simon Sinek's big why. Because the why will tell you what the DNA is of the company. And if you go against that, you'll, you'll find a new CEO comes and says, I'm changing everything. Worst thing they could do. If they don't understand the company and they don't acknowledge its current DNA and they then go herring off, the current DNA won't support it. It won't. So I walk in and we have a look at and in mergers and acquisitions, it's the same. What are you acquiring? What DNA are you acquiring? So what is the leading value in this company? And do you have a place for money? Because if you're one of those companies that's it's not about the money, then, then we have a problem. Money is a medium of flow. It's how we transact. It's, it's a medium of, of exchange for value or exchange for services. So if you're not about money, you're also telling me you're not about value and you're not about flow. Oops. So we work to have a look at that. We work. I had one where, where I walked in and uh, it was fascinating. The CEO was the person I was working with and I walked into the boardroom and he sat down in four different chairs before he took his own. And I looked at him and I said, how many CEOs before you? And he said, oh, four. So he literally took his own place without recognizing it. So I said to him, okay, what's the problem? He said, oh, you know what? The, the heart is just, the heart's gone. We just, we don't have it. And I said, who was the heart? And he looked at me and he went, oh, oh, it was so-and-so. He got dismissed unfairly. And, oh, and it was that simple. It was, who is the heart? What is the company about? Uh, in, in terms of something like, like Apple, if you look at Apple, uh, the iPhone is actually out of order. The iPhone and the iPad came along. The iPad was actually first. And Steve Jobs said no, and he put the iPhone there. But the iPhone is not the original one. It's the iPad. I also had a, a company that you will all know. It's one of the top ones in the world that you buy things from every day. And um, I walked into their corporate offices and I said to them, gosh, I looked at the portraits and the portraits were all over the place. And I said, tell me your story. And I said, first of all, they said, you know, in here, nobody ever feels like they quite belong. So I said, okay, tell me your history. And what they told me was once upon a time, there was a young guy and he had, uh, he was afflicted by a physical ailment. And his mother said, you're not going to just sit around and do nothing. And she started something and he took it on. And so his picture is there and everybody's picture is there. Whose picture is not there? Mom's picture is not Mom's there. Who <laughs> started it? Mom started it. When we put the picture in, suddenly everybody could find their place. 
So we are very literal creatures and systems are very literal. They don't like exclusions. I love you explaining that because to me that that also applies individually to each of us. And that idea that perhaps in my constellation or yours or a listener's constellation, we don't want mom in there. We don't want, you know, Aunt Mabel in there or we don't want that event in there. And I, I also want to uh, bring this out. It's, it's a question. So we can, through this multi-generational emotional DNA, we can be affected by uh, events such as famines or floods or, or catastrophic events that we might not even know, right? Like our ancestors, right? No. And so you're touching on what my newest work that's coming out in the next while, which is, the work that I do is genealogy 3.0. So genealogy 1.0 is who am I? At least where do I belong in the system? Genealogy 2.0 is what events affected my system? Genealogy 3.0, which is this work, is how is it affecting me? And what is my purpose now? Because I can make a quantum leap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. So we're getting near the end of the show. What would you, you know, take a minute or so, what would you like to really share with people? What do you want to say to them? What will really help them today? Couple of things. Transformation isn't for the chosen few. Hmm. It's for those who choose it. So that's the first one. You're a remarkable life if you're willing to see it. And it doesn't matter where you are now. Where you are now is no measure of who you will become when you choose it. And then I think the final thing is, if you're happy or if you're sad, if you're stuck or if you're elevated, remember, it's a choice. So we are not victims. Nope. No. And we can use those impulses. We can use that. Yeah, I don't even know what the right thing is. But whatever it is. Callings. Yeah, those yes, callings. Inner or those, callings, yeah. Or the ones that say, I really want to go and be a, a great whatever it is. And everybody goes, don't be stupid. Nobody does that. Well, if we all listen to that, yeah. we wouldn't have Disney. We wouldn't have Apple. We wouldn't have Starbucks. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have... So my, my big thing would be to say to people, want a lot and make it happen. <laughs>